there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kinsey Dzinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I hope it's been a good month for you guys, and I so appreciate you taking 15 to 20 minutes out of your week to be here and to work on your marriage today. Speaking of, how's it going? I'm wondering if as you listen, you remember to pause and check in with yourself and what you desire specifically for your relationship. When was the last time you and your spouse had a conversation about that? Just really wondering how you're doing and if I can help in any way through coaching or therapy, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know, which you can do by visiting bravemarriage.com contact. Okay, today's episode is our last in our responsibility series, and what I want to talk to you about is supporting your spouse versus enabling your spouse, and making sure that you understand the difference. Because to those of you who tend to take on more than your share of their responsibility, even if you enjoy being that person, the truth is that you are not solely responsible for making everything around you work. So to recap and reflect on the last three weeks, how can each of you take responsibility for yourself, for your own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors? Where do you need to grow in self-development when it comes to acting out of integrity in your marriage versus acting out of deception? And how can you remain responsible to your spouse but not for your spouse, regardless of the effort and input coming in from the other side of the marriage? That's what we're talking about today. And to get us started, I want to share a passage from Galatians 6, 2-5, which says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each should carry their own load. You probably recognize some of last week's episode in these admonitions from Paul regarding testing our own actions so as not to deceive ourselves. But this week, I want to focus on what it means to carry each other's burdens while at the same time carrying our own load. Because at first, these can seem like paradoxical statements, but when looked at in the context of healthy relating, they're not at all. Paul knew what he was talking about. So he says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Which is what? Loving God with all that we are and loving others as ourselves. But loving our spouse as ourselves is something very different from loving our spouse for ourselves. Let me explain. Let's say that you have certain gifts or privileges that position you well to help your spouse in some way that your spouse would only have the opportunity to because of their marriage to you. Well, loving your spouse as yourself would mean stewarding your gifts and privileges to empower him or her, not because you're better than, but because you're partners, you're a team. And because part of your role as a spouse is to encourage and support your partner, and because in doing so, you can accomplish more together than you could on your own. But loving your spouse for yourself would mean reminding your spouse of your strengths at every turn, or doing something for your spouse because you have the resources to, and because it'd just be easier for you to do it, then it would be for you to also grow in the process by learning how to encourage, empower, and support your spouse while letting go of some of your own root issues, like ego, control, security, and so forth. 
And this is where Paul's instruction for each to carry his or her own load comes in, to test oneself, lest anyone be tempted to compare oneself to their spouse, for example, or to act out of his or her own self-deception. So both of these instructions are needed to carry each other's burdens as well as to carry our own loads. Because this instruction prevents marriages, partnerships, and relationships of any type from becoming unhealthy and codependent. So let's talk more about the difference between supporting versus enabling. Supporting your spouse, or your spouse supporting you, includes behaviors that lead to each of you taking full responsibility for his or her share of the load. Supporting your spouse leads to a healthy marriage, interdependence, and differentiated unity and vice versa, where each of you remains true to you while creating something together that neither of you could on your own. Examples of supporting your spouse include affirming him, showing appreciation for how hard she's working, or encouraging your spouse by telling him or her how proud you are or how much you believe in your spouse. And any expression of love, respect, admiration, encouragement, and so forth needs to be sincere if you want it to be received as true support. Let me give you an example of something that happens in therapy a lot. So just about the time a husband is willing to open up to his wife and be vulnerable with her, because she doesn't know how to interact with him when he's vulnerable because he rarely has been, and or because she has her own insecurities, she may say something that has nothing to do with supporting and encouraging him, but instead with making herself feel better by speaking out of her own self-deception, which then comes off as a bit manipulative. So for example, a husband will say, I'm not sure I can continue in this job or line of work forever as unfulfilled as I am. And instead of supporting him where he is, hearing him out and telling him how much she acknowledges his desire to do more meaningful work, or encouraging him to make more meaning out of his work, she instead responds by saying, oh, but you can do it. Just think of how great the benefits are and where would you ever find a steady job that pays as well as this one? Do you see the difference here between true support and manipulation? Her response is totally about her which has likely contributed in the past to her husband's lack of opening up in the first place. Because who wants to be persuaded to feel differently than they do, or to be told that they're stuck for the rest of their lives because their spouse can't tolerate change and growth? So if the wife desire to truly support her husband here, better for her to say, I hear you, I acknowledge and appreciate your desire for change and to be more fulfilled in your work. You know how scary it is for me to think about you doing something different because of our past or my past or my own relationship to risk, but I love you and I want to support you and help you in any way that I can to figure out how to make work more meaningful for you. Supporting your spouse also looks like being willing to back up your words with your presence, with your time, and with your all's finances if need be. And I don't usually do this, but I do have to brag on my husband here because he is so good at supporting me emotionally, encouraging me verbally, and backing up his support with our resources. When I was still in grad school, I had this idea to start teaching gymnastics classes to kids because we were living in married family student housing and there were kids literally trying to do cartwheels in the middle of the street and there was no programming for them in our area. So having grown up a gymnast and having coached in high school and college, I flippantly said while watching them one day, 
I wish I could teach them the right way to do cartwheels. <laughs> to which Evan responded, you should. And the rest was history. So from there, I accidentally started and grew a pretty successful gymnastics business. And when Evan saw that I could turn my time into profit and that I was trustworthy to minimize the risk to us financially because the first business didn't hardly require startup costs and the first business also supported my private practice startup costs, it made it that much easier for him to continue to support me knowing that I was taking full responsibility for my entrepreneurial endeavors. And that doesn't mean I haven't tried things that haven't failed, but I've set myself and my business up in ways that made it safe for me to fail without our marriage or our finances risking any real consequences. But let's say that I wasn't a trustworthy business owner from my husband's perspective. That is to say that I wasn't turning my time, products, and services into profit but instead, I was treating my work like a hobby that took time and money away from my husband and family. At that point, for Evan to continue to support me would mean him having a hard, honest conversation to keep me accountable to my actions and for the way that they were affecting our family. It would be hard to hear, but him having that conversation with me and setting some boundaries for himself would be the most loving thing he could do. So at that point, it would be totally fair and in bounds for him to request my time and presence, to ask that I make my venture time-bound for the sake of our marriage and finances, or to encourage me to hire a business coach or counselor to help me work out whatever it was internally that was preventing me from running a self-sustaining business. But for him to continue month after month, year after year, to sympathize with my feelings, to prop up my ego, to allow me to make excuses for myself or manipulate him into giving me more time, that wouldn't be loving. That would be enabling. And it might make me feel better temporarily. It might help delay the real work I need to do. But guess what? That inner work will still be there. It doesn't just go away. And whether it gets addressed at 20, 40, 60, or 80 is always at the end of the day up to me but it certainly doesn't hurt when a spouse is willing to call their partner up and out. There is such thing as positive pressure when that pressure encourages a system to change and grow to be healthier and higher functioning. So let's talk more about enabling. Enabling includes behaviors that lead to each person taking more or less responsibility for his or her share or side of the relationship. This can look like carrying your spouse's burdens while minimizing or stuffing your own, or carrying your own load as well as your spouse's load. And when this happens, what gets created is an unhealthy, codependent marriage, where spouses learn how to overfunction and underfunction together in the symbiotic relationship that may be operational, but it will never be healthy or intimate until something drastically changes. Because intimate marriages require two full people who empower each other to remain full persons. Whereas symbiotic relationships or enmeshed relationships only require two people who mutually disempower each other when they take on more or less than their share of responsibility. I remember when I was in grad school, I had a coworker who was also in grad school, and as we were talking about our experiences, my coworker said to me, Honestly, grad school doesn't feel that hard because this is practically my second master's. And when I asked her what she meant by that, 
She said that because her husband was a terrible writer, she pretty much had written all of his papers for him and quote-unquote supported him through grad school. This, friends, is called enabling, doing for others what they can and should do for themselves. And I've known too many people who overfunction in this way and think they're being loving. But it's not loving because essentially what this communicates is, I don't believe in you enough to have faith that you can do it. I care more about taking the easy way out or maintaining a certain appearance for others. Or I somehow find my identity in doing things for those I love. So if that were taken away, if I were to support my spouse's growth or my child's development, then I wouldn't know what to do with myself. So continuing to overfunction for others is better than finding out. And it's certainly easier than doing the work of my own personal development. Other examples of enabling include making excuses for your spouse, whether to yourself or others, following through on your spouse's commitments when he or she drops the ball, minimizing your spouse's behaviors that aren't conducive to the health and happiness of your marriage, and speaking love or words of encouragement, but without truth-telling, boundaries, and or accountability. This goes for kids too, by the way, especially by the time they're old enough to take responsibility for themselves. And I know this isn't a parenting podcast, but the principles apply all the same. So here's your action step for today. I want you to ask yourself three questions. Number one, in what ways am I encouraging and empowering the growth and development of my spouse, of my kids? Number two, what do I find myself doing for my spouse and my kids, what they can and should do for themselves? And number three, how can I take personal responsibility this week to live out of my integrity, to share in my family's burdens, but while carrying only what's mine to carry? Again, if you need help with this, I would love for you to reach out by visiting bravemarriage.com contact. My prayer for our marriages this week comes from Ephesians 4, 11 through 15, that we as spouses and believers would put on our new identities in Christ and steward the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given us, that we would each take responsibility for our part in building up the body of Christ, that we may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and become mature, attaining the fullness of Christ. For then, Paul says, we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching or craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. But instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Christ. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Just as fragile 